everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco. Thanks again for being a part of this journey. This is going to be one of my favorite episodes I've done because we're going to talk CrossFit, all things CrossFit, and help folks get started with CrossFit. And I brought a couple folks into this call, so it's not just me droning on about this. I have a returning champ, Presley Hirsch from episode 86, I think, fame, uh, on the Just Get Started podcast in the past. So Presley, welcome in. And also have Lindsey Johnson, who's here in studio with me, and a good friend from CrossFit RTP in as well. So we're going to jump in, have a really good conversation. And really the goal here of this is, you know, I think the genesis when I reach, reached out to both of y'all to, to join is, you know, when I got started with CrossFit about five years ago, I didn't know the first thing about it. I saw a few videos, you know, my brother and one of my friends did it a little bit, but, you know, there was a lot of misconceptions that I found out once I actually got into it. Um, and I really, I want to encourage folks, I know fitness is such a big thing and, and health and wellness, it's talked about a lot, but folks get very discouraged to get into CrossFit uh, because of, I think, you know, the reputation it has. Um, so I wanted to go into that and kind of get an idea of maybe where you guys can uh, coach other folks to get started and, and some thoughts. So with that, um, Presley, let me start with you. I'm kind of just curious maybe to share with the audience your background in CrossFit, maybe what tipped you to actually get started with CrossFit and maybe any thoughts you want to share there. Sure. Yeah. So I started CrossFitting in 2015. I joined my first affiliate about a week before the 2015 open. Uh, so I learned handstand pushups and power cleans and all kinds of things in, in that open. Uh, and I had been bodybuilding competitively for several years in figure and uh, everything in my life at that time was focused around dieting and looking a certain way and training a very specific way. And after my last show, um, it's very, uh, I would say common to gain weight as even if it's just water, because you're so dehydrated before you get on stage. And so I had my, my like gain weight period and where, you know, I felt really bad about myself and was struggling with, with eating disorder type behaviors. And I basically just hit a kind of a low of like, there's gotta be another way to work out. There's gotta be something else that like, doesn't make me feel this bad. Um, cause winning is fun, but it's not fun enough for the bad is how I felt at the time. Uh, and I was dating someone who was CrossFitting and they were in the military, which is how they were introduced to it. And so for a long time, I kind of made fun of him. Like, why do you do pull-ups that way? And like, we didn't work out together. Uh, and he went out of town and I just was kind of at this low. And I was like, maybe, maybe there's something there. Like, I'll just go try a class. I'm probably going to hate it, but then at least I can say I tried it and, and figure out what is for me. And so I dropped into a class and got my butt kicked and loved it and signed up that day. I got my level one about a month later. Uh, I've wow. been coaching ever since I got my level two back in, I think end of 2020. Uh, and now I work for morning chalk up full time. So I've really come full circle in terms of drinking the Kool-Aid, but it really came out of me wanting to do something different and then embracing CrossFit. I really didn't know a lot about it before I got started. Awesome. That's a good, and we're going to pry into that a little bit. I have a few questions just on that alone. Lindsay, what about yourself? What, what can you share? Well, I am Lindsay Johnson. Uh, I do not have the background that Presley has. I kind of came from weightlifting the whole gamut in high school. I knew how to back squat. I knew how to bench kind of the bro lifting aspect of it. Went to college, had the whole big college experience. Definitely didn't work out the way that I should have, you know, it's fine. And then moved on, moved to North Carolina and became a mom and went more into the cardio aspect of things. So I was a spin instructor for roughly seven years. And once that kind of subsided, I needed something else to do. And CrossFit RTP was right up the road. And I thought, eh, what the hell? I might as well go check it out and see what it's about. And I remember I went in on a Thursday and it that's our off day and still got my butt kicked, still had the best time and immediately was like, yes, this is what I want to do. So just like you, Presley, it was the first time doing it. I knew that I wanted to do it for a very long time. And I had my L1, I don't know, seven years ago, just got my L2 and I do kids as well. So that's cool. been really fun. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's interesting is all three of us probably have obviously very different stories of how we got into it, but kind of a similar thought of, I remember, so my first class was in December of 2017. So almost five years to the day of, of recording this. And I had done for a lot of years, a lot of beach body programs. So I did P90X and 
you know, insanity yeah. and all those, you know, those programs there. And they were fun, but I got kind of bored working out at home and I wanted like another challenge. And I remember that first time, I think it was Mike Lindsay that, that coached that first class with me. And, uh, and I remember like, oh my gosh, this is, this is different level. Like this is pretty cool. Um, so I'm kind of curious the, I, I want to go into a lot of the pros and cons and stuff, but for me, and maybe it be, you know, I, I think this is might be one of the most important things. So I'm going to bring it up. The community aspect was what kept me going. So meeting like, yeah. like Lindsay, like I said, Mike, that was one of the coaches, so many unbelievable people that we come from all different backgrounds and different things going on in life. But yet when I feel that, like when I feel like I'm not in a good mood, which I try to be hopefully more the exception than the rule nowadays, but when I feel I'm not in a good mood, I show up to CrossFit because that yeah. gets me in a better mood. So I'm kind of curious and whoever wants to take it, you can play hot potato, but how important has community been to keep you sticking with CrossFit? Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've thought group fitness was like totally not my thing when I was bodybuilding. I, at the time I was working at lifetime fitness and I was like, Oh, people go to classes like when they don't have enough motivation to work out by themselves. Like, you know, I like truly thought like it was easier and just something, you know, not for me. Um, and so then in realizing CrossFit was group fitness, you know, I remember one of my first classes had running and I wasn't good at running then. I'm still not good at running now. And, uh, I was like the last one to come into the door. And I remember so clearly like three or four people from the class were like, standing outside the door, like waiting for me to come in and then like high five me on the way in. And I was like, you didn't just like go get your bag or like clean up. Like you like waited for me to finish the workout. Like that's interesting. And then it would happen, you know, time and time again, as I, you know, wasn't super fit and finishing last all the time. Uh, and then when I, when I moved to the gym that I'm at now, CrossFit Magna, which I've coached at for the last seven years, uh, I remember I graduated college very shortly after starting and like everyone came to like my college graduation. And I'd known these people like two weeks, you know, like not very long. And I remember thinking like, you guys are like my friends, even though all we do is work out together. Like, so it was all these little moments of like, wow, like people treat this like a family, even though like all we do is work out together. And then obviously it means so much more than that. But I feel like from from very early on, I have memories of community being so just so integral to the to the process. And I come at it from the opposite standpoint where I've always been a group fitness kind of person. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it it very easily flowed from spin class into CrossFit. And I mean, Brian, you know, our whole gym they care. Yeah. And we have text messages. We have parties. You know, I, I want to be at Chelsea's baby shower. I want to, you know, help my team. However I can, we do competitions. And just like you, when I'm having a cruddy day, that's where you can find me because not only do I need it to feel good about myself, but I need it for my mental health. Like all during COVID not being able to go to the gym was such a bummer. But this flip side to that is our gym owner, you know, fostering the community allowed all of us to take equipment home and have it for ourselves so we could still continue to work out. We still had Zoom calls. We still did Zoom classes. So it still just fostered that community all through such a cruddy time in everybody's life. So I, I agree. Yeah, and I think well, that's so hard to. Oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry, go no, ahead. no, go ahead, President. I was just gonna say like something that I think people don't talk about enough too is like it's so hard to make friends as an adult like when you're <laughs> yeah, you know right. not going to <laughs> school or like maybe work or especially if you're working from home like a lot of us do like you just don't really make friends in the same way and so having these social events and like getting to make friends at your gym I think is so valuable because like there's just yeah there's no there's no play dates when once you get past <laughs> and when there are play dates you kind of don't want to be friends with those people either sometimes so <laughs> right <laughs> well you know what's yeah. interesting too and I and this and press, I know you're a little younger than than me and, and Lindsay, but is as you start getting into your late twenties, into your thirties, at least again, this is what I've experienced, maybe all the same, is like we change a lot. And the friends that we had five, ten yeah. years ago are not the same people. So even like I have some awesome best friends that live in, you know, in the Raleigh Durham area here, but I see them on occasion at times now versus, you know, we used to party and hang out when I was 22. And the difference being, I feel like CrossFit and the folks I've met there, like Lindsay, obviously to come in studio and hang out here, like you got to have a good friendship. And what I love about that is the aspect that they have similar interests because it goes beyond just 
oh, we can lift some weights heavy at times, right? It goes to nutrition conversations. It's even this thinking about life differently. So I found that just by being a part of that community, it just allows you to say like, wow, there's actually different people out here I never would have met if it wasn't for this thing that's really important in my life. So I think that's important too. People thinking about, ah, do I want to start this or not? It's really, where do you want to go in your life? Like, are you trying to change and evolve as a person? And if that's the path you want to go down of better health and wellness, gosh, there's not many better places because you can go to Lifetime or O2 or these other places. You can go do some dumbbell curls by yourself at, you know, 8 p.m. at night. But eh, how much fun is that when you get, you know, 38 or 39, you know, I don't know. Presley, you probably could talk to this, too. Um, I find a lot of fun in the community by coaching. So, you know, hey, Brian, I want you to do X, Y and Z on your clean. We're going to focus on this cue from here. This is all you're focusing on today. And having said that, and then you can see that aha moment. And not only am I celebrating, Brian celebrating and everybody else in the gym is also celebrating. So I'm sure you've seen that from your aspect of like community wise, we're all in it to see everybody succeed. And when we do, we're going to pump that person up and continue that momentum. So I think that really, you know, goes into what you were saying about community, Brian. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. We just did the rogue challenge at my gym uh, a few days ago now, I guess, uh, where we like turned off the lights and we got spotlights on a couple spots in the rig and we encouraged everybody to come and try and do the thousand pound or 750 pound challenge. And it was so fun because we had people that, you know, normally come to 5.30 a.m. that don't know the people at 4 p.m., right? And stuff like that. And everybody was there. And it didn't matter if there was 65 pounds on your bench press or 300 pounds on your bench press. Like people were so stoked when you like struggled, 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 and then made it. And that's just like CrossFit in a nutshell. Like people don't care how fit you are. And I think that's another, you know, common misconception too, is people, which I'm sure we'll get into, is is thinking you have to be fit to start or or what have you, um, is like, you're not making friends based on your fitness. You're making friends on the fact that you show up and it's like true. People really are just happy you're there. It doesn't really matter what you can do, you know? Um, so whether you're new to cleans or great at cleans, like you still can bond with your coach. You still can like lift with people and share a bar. And I think that's really fun too. And everybody's focusing on themselves. <laughs> that's one of the yeah. first things that I tell new people that come in is you are nervous. No one else here is nervous. No one is going to be watching you a do this workout besides me and that's okay there's no judgment whatsoever and you know I like to give that kind of in my my first spiel of talking to people like it's okay to be nervous but no one around here they don't care what you're doing well and I even I think about I'm not an RX athlete like the two of y'all so (laughs) but I try I've 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 had but but I even look it was was interesting um a couple new folks came in the other day and I had never seen I think they just started a week prior and I was you know introduced myself and ask it and I kind of said I said yeah you just got to stick with us and I and I kind of made a joke I was like yeah you know five years down the road and here you know I'm standing here so it's the the whole point of what what I found at least when I started was I was very nervous because I you know I definitely, my, my body didn't look like it was today. I couldn't lift what I did today. I didn't have the confidence I had today. But what I did have was people that were like the Mike Darlingtons and, and stuff like that. Like these folks that in Roger, and I, I mean, I could just name like all the the, the coaches um, and yourself, obviously, Lindsay, that gave me confidence because they had been where I was. Yeah. They had, they had at some point did a whatever. I don't remember where I started off my back squat. I couldn't even do like the bar. I think I was like using, you know, squat therapy, like, but like they had been there at some point in their life and they realized what it took. Like, Hey, this person's actually showing up. And like you said, Presley, they're showing up and they're trying their best. And the big thing is, is what I found obviously even with this podcast is like the consistency wins is you show up and you try to put an effort in. You may not do great one day, but gosh, you know what? We try it again the next day. And that's, you know, we beat the hell up. You know, we, I mean, how many times do we all like curse a workout? We're like, oh my God, this is horrible. And then we show up the next day, like, let's go, let's, let's do it. Right. You know, right. So anyways. The cool thing too about like this point in CrossFit is that 
it had, I mean, relative to, it hasn't been around that long. And so you meet a lot of people who remember their first workout. Like yeah. someday that won't be true. Um, you know, people have been doing it for 25, 30 years and, and they'll be like, yeah, it just feels like old news to them. Um, but at this point, you know, we're still in a really cool age where like just about everyone you meet remembers their first workout, remembers the first time they watched the games. Like, and that's cool because it's not hard for me to relate because it was not that long ago, you yeah. know? What about, so if we transition here a little bit, what kind of, I mean, community, obviously we, we stuck on, which is awesome. Um, what about, so let's take the, the pros side of it. What are some of the, from y'all's perspective, or, or maybe if you put a hat on of when you started or people that you coach that are new, what are some of the pros that call CrossFit that you hear about or people should be thinking about? Yeah. Lindsay, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Ed, for me, I, again, the community aspect of it, we could talk about that all day. Um, I think just having a routine and keeping yourself in that routine really helps. Um, speaking from myself personally, I know that when I work out or do some type of movement, I have a much better mental status. And uh, affectionately, I call myself scary mommy if um, I don't work out. So I know that to be the best version of myself, I need to keep showing up. And when you can tell, you know, clients and athletes that same thing and really connect with them on that level of, yes, I've been there. Yes, this may suck, but I promise you, you're going to have fun. And one day you'll look back and be like, wow, I've been here for five years. You know, just, just being real with people goes a really long way. I would say that's my pro. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, the one that immediately came to mind was uh, probably more related to my experience being a younger female, and that's just the the confidence, the uh, independence, the, the just the way that it changes the way you think about yourself. Um, you know, especially coming from an eating disorder background. But even if even if you don't have that more formally, like we all grow up with body image, something to some extent, right? And so being able to come into a gym in a community where what you can do is valued, you know, and the fact that you show up is valued so much more than what you look like. Um, and that there's really healthy conversations around food and fuel and really healthy conversations around balance um, and and being, you know, around strong women. And, and I get to share a back squat bar with someone who just had a baby or is about to have a baby uh, and everything in between is just really inspiring and helpful in terms of the way that I view myself um, and, and my ability to not only view myself from a body image perspective, but also like what I'm able to do outside the gym and, and doing, you know, hard things makes it, it's like, it's so hard for it to not sound cliche, but like doing hard things in the gym absolutely translates to doing hard things in your life, you know? Um, so that I just think that confidence of showing up and feeling better about yourself physically translates to feeling better at work and in your relationships and, and kind of far beyond CrossFit. Presley, I agree a hundred percent. Um, I had never once in my entire life worked out without a shirt on. Mm, and yeah. I specifically remember the first time I was like, all right, we're doing it. We're, we're going that down to a sports bra. Like, yeah, it's okay. Like I can do this. And totally, it was fine. <laughs> Nothing yeah. bad happened. I worked out and I was cool. And well, I for the for great. the for the record, because people are listening, they're like, "Wait, I yeah. can take my shirt." Yes, you had like a sports bra yes, on or something. Okay, I had a right, sports bra on. Yes, just, making, just cleaning it up a little bit here, just making sure we're on the same page. I'm like, what? What are those night sessions? That we totally. Yeah, you don't I mean, have the keys a... to the gym, man. <laughs> there was a time. I mean, I would not work out in shorts. I mean, I was just so self conscious, you know. And like, even just little wins like that is huge. I would say the same. I mean, and honestly, for a guy to actually take off the shirt, right? Especially yeah. again, some of the some of the freaks that we have at at uh, you know CrossFit RTP, <laughs> you got to stand next to them. I always joke. Mike, Mike gets a lot of shout outs today, but like I always would joke with Mike. Mike's like Mike's like the after picture. Like I'm the before, he's the after. <laughs> um, but no, like I think that was a big thing for me. So my to talk about confidence, like I remember it was probably it had to be at least two plus years in before I was comfortable enough. But like it is interesting because now like you turn one, you take it off because you're friggin' hot as all get up, and like you need to 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 have that go somewhere. But for me, it's like the confidence, like hey, I actually feel like I look good because I always struggle with that. I was always the tall, lanky, no muscle kind of kid. 
And yeah. and you I, need to put that picture of your first day of CrossFit up. And I then know, we I, need to do the side by side because I will do that. You have transformed Thank like a, a beautiful butterfly. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, well, one of the things too, and maybe this is, we, we can kind of talk with this, um, is the structure of it. So there, there, and I'm curious, again, your guys' thoughts on this, because folks that aren't in CrossFit, we talk about group classes, but the structure of it was something important for me on two different things. One is being able to know I can show up, let's say I'm doing a noon class. I can show up a few minutes before I could leave pretty much at one o'clock and I'm going to get a massive workout in and get everything done. I'm going to go through a warm up. I'm doing whatever, because what I used to do when I was in my mid twenties or early twenties, it was you go to Gold Gym, you'd, you'd have to be there for like two and a half hours, you know, you're doing some dumbbell curl. Like, you ever feel like you actually got things done? You know, you're 20 right. minutes on the elliptical. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious, one is the structure of the class, maybe you guys can talk with not only the time cap, which is helpful, but also like how the programming is, because I think that could be helpful for folks just to learn more about. Presley, I'm going to ask you to talk about the latter of that question. I'm going to talk about the timing. You probably yeah. get in and out of lunchtime class because you have a really good coach. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Lunch class is the best class. That is it truly is. That. So um, for me, the structure of it, it comes down to planning from a coaching perspective. Uh, you should see my notebook. I have, you know, line charts. Okay, I want five minutes for, you know, a overall warm up. Then I want to give us, you know, seven minutes for a barbell warm up. Then I know that we need roughly about six to seven minutes to start loading up to 75% for our back squats. Great. So that means we're going to start our actual part A strength portion at 1228. And I'm pretty close, you know, within a minute or so on those timeframes when I do them. And then I build in breaks between, you know, our strength portion and our Metcon. And then I always try to put in a five minute three to five minute buffer at the end. So I can get you guys out. And if we do have enough time, we're doing a group stretch. So there is a lot more planning than I think athletes see from coaches. And you can always tell who's planned and who's done what, you know, based on, are we running over? Are we not running over? Do you feel warmed up? Were you really warmed up? Like there's, there's a lot that goes into it that I don't think people realize. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, even on the programming side, I, I geeked out pretty early on and I would listen to a lot of like level one and level two, like YouTube clips and stuff. Um, when I first got into CrossFit, trying to understand, you know, okay, well, why do they do kipping pull-ups and why do they do certain things? Like just trying to wrap my head around it. Like, is this just for fun or like, is it for a purpose? Um, and, and so I would encourage people to do that. I think it's interesting to learn about a little more about like, okay, we're trying to build capacity in certain ways and like be a little bit more bought into to what you're doing. But, you know, with programming specifically, I think that it's just, um, kidding yourself to think that you're going to do things that you're bad at or don't want to do on your own. And so when there's days, I mean, I generally don't cherry pick cause I really do love going, but I mean, if there's days with like running or something, I really don't want to do, like, those are the days that I definitely show up. Cause Lord knows I'm not going to do that by myself on a Saturday. Like if I get the opportunity to go to open gym, like I'm going to do squat cleans. I'm not going to go for runs, you know? Yeah. So when that's programmed in class, I'm like, okay, I got to go. Um, and so it helps you do things that maybe you don't want to do, maybe you're not good at, maybe you need to get better at, um, and helps you make a well-rounded athlete. Like it's, a, it's obviously a joke, but kind of true, uh, to a certain extent, obviously not for everyone, but like with bodybuilders that like have really big upper bodies and don't have strong legs. Right. Because like, right. they just choose to work on what they want. And if CrossFit, if we're trying to build well-rounded people and athletes, you know, the programming does a generally really good job of doing that. And so I think that's important too, is going to all of the days that, you know, you can and, and what you've allotted for, but um, to get better at strength and endurance and gymnastics and flexibility and all of the core tenants. Um, whereas there's not many programs where you'll get that, even if you go to something and, and I'm all for people moving regardless of how they want to move, whether it's CrossFit or something else, but there are certain programs that are maybe more heavily focused on like just interval training or just body weight. Right. And so you get really good at those things, which is great, still movement. Um, but I do think a really cool, unique thing of CrossFit is it is trying to make you stronger and faster and more flexible and have good endurance, right? Like all of these things kind of simultaneously. Yeah. You, you make a great point there. Actually, I want to underscore because, you know, you look at the kind of just living life in general 
And I don't know, I don't know, Presley or, or Lindsay, if you guys uh, listen to Peter Atia at all. Yeah. And uh, yeah, love it. Love his podcast, love his work. And, you know, he talks about the centenarian, I think, if I'm pronouncing yeah. it right, is like, you know, how can you do like hanging from a bar? How can you do simple things? Because the average 70 plus year old, they're not dying or getting injured from like some dramatic thing. It's like they fall down the stairs because they don't have the foundational structure in their body. And that's what I found with CrossFit. Unlike what you said is if, if you're just a purely a runner or purely, you know, going to whatever, insert, you know, some other type of class or just doing it on your own, like you said, in the gym, CrossFit does give you that well-rounded structure and does push you outside your comfort zone because there are things you don't like, but you have to do. And, right. and fortunately, it actually makes you better at those things. And now you're like, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. Because as we all know, creatures a habit. If we didn't have to do certain things, we would just go to the gym and do the one we do abs all day and do some bench and, you know, right. and, and again, well, that is what you mentioned that too about the, the legs, because that is probably the biggest difference I bet you see with someone that does CrossFit versus someone that just goes to the gym. Generally, right. their lower half is, is not filled out at all. And it's because, yeah, most people leg day, it's like a leg press and whatever. Right. What, what do you Back do? The squat. hamstring curls, yeah. right? You, you know, whatever. There's a couple of yeah. things. So. Anyways, that's that. Any thoughts, at Lindsay? I don't know if you have any thoughts on the functional fitness side of that, but uh, one thing I want to add is, I know kind of where we're going, but I do want to say that everything is scalable. So you know, we may be doing things that scare us or that we're not good at, but there is always a way to make it fit a new person coming into the gym. You know, mm -hmm. we if you're not capable to squat to depth. We have squat therapy. We can, you know, squat to a box, a ball, you know, there's so many different things that we can do to help that person still get a great workout, still start building that strength and that confidence. And then we as coaches are going to celebrate how they did. At least that that's yeah. my favorite part. Like, hell yeah, you, you didn't think you could do that. And look what we just got you to do. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. I think some yeah, of those big things, right? You jump over like the, you finally get the bar muscle up or you finally mm -hmm. get the pull up or you finally, yeah, get whatever, a push up even like without your Yesterday knees. we like, had a person um, get their first box jump at a 20 inch box and it was, awesome. it was a really big deal. And I mean, that's not to say we weren't all like, you know, holding <laughs> our breath for a second, but then she hopped up and we were all like, yes, that's cool. fantastic. Yeah. Great job. So that was, yeah. it's just, those moments are fun and seeing people get it and seeing people accomplish things. That's the best. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, I think it's important to distinguish that there's CrossFit and then there's the sport of CrossFit. Right. And so in the same way that you wouldn't go play, um, you know, touch football at the park and then the NFL combine comes out and says, okay, put on the pads. It's time to get hit. Like they're just two completely different things. Right. Um, you can go to CrossFit class and never be interested in competing in CrossFit or have to do the movements that would require you to compete in CrossFit, you know? So if someone watches the CrossFit games on TV and sees them, you know, walking on parallettes on their hands and it's like, well, that's just not for me. I think it's important to remember that, you know, you can also snowboard and not go to the Olympics. Like uh, the movements are not all the same and the scaling is, is infinite um, for that reason that people compete in it and people also just do it. Well, that's a good transition maybe to the excuses we hear, the misconceptions about uh, CrossFit. What, what, are the, what are the big ones y'all hear of why people don't start or maybe why they don't come back or? I don't have time. It's mm, a big one. I could go into that for, a, you know, a long time. We, we all don't have the same 24 hours a day. Um, so it's kind of where you prioritize your time. And some days are harder than others. Some weeks are harder than others. Um, it's just, some, you know, fitness is a priority for me and my family. So I will make time for it. Um, and I completely understand that excuse, if we want to call it that. Well, and I think partly, too, it's the it's the misconception, though, of like, oh, if I want to work out, if I don't work out every day, wow, what's even the point? But the right. reality, if you worked out three days a week, and you did a really solid workout and a, and a good full body workout, like that's a lot for most. I mean, that that's probably in the small percentage of, let's just say Americans, um, yeah. of actually working out. If you did three days a week of CrossFit or even something else, again, whatever, like the encouragement is do something. CrossFit yeah. is one, one of those uh, levers you can pull. So yeah, I think the time thing is a, I don't have the time. 
But the, the, the question I always ask is, are you prioritizing the time? Is it important for you? And, and this yeah. goes back to that long-term, you know, what's your vision? If, if you plan on being around in 20 years, how does your body look? How does your body perform? How do you, you know, can you pick up your kids? Like those are the simple things in life that I think get take for granted a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would say another one would be uh, thinking that they're going to get hurt is a, is a common one. Um, and I guess my rebuttal to that would be, I mean, of course that you can get hurt doing anything um, and that you're at risking more injury by not being strong and flexible, right? Because if you were to fall and break a hip and you've been crossfitting, you're going to have a much uh, better chance of healing um, than you would otherwise. Um, but also picking a good affiliate is a really important component of that. Um, it's a blessing and a curse that it's really easy, relatively, you know, financially aside to open a CrossFit gym in terms of um, the requirements are very low, um, just getting your level one. Um, however, I think that's great. I think it's really cool to have a low barrier to entry because it creates all kinds of different CrossFit gyms from, from all different people. Um, I think, you know, getting referrals from friends of places that they like is a really good way to go about it, reading reviews, and then going in and asking questions. You know, if you're feeling like you're nervous that you're going to get hurt, express that to your coach and make sure it's a place that you feel safe, you know, with that answer. Um, you know, if they're like, oh, you're being ridiculous, like, maybe that's not the answer you were looking for, you know, or if you're doing, if it's your first day and they're like, okay, get upside down. And you're like, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. And they're like, just do it. Maybe that's not the place for you. And that's okay. Every gym feeds a different person. Um, so I think if you're worried about getting hurt, you just need to, you know, be comfortable vocalizing that, but then also trying to go through referrals, I think is a great way to find a gym that really cares about making sure that their members are moving safely. And then also watching if you yeah. even like dropping in, I always like to drop into gyms if I'm traveling and seeing the class beforehand, how, how is it going down? What's happening? Who, who are they keying in on? And so forth. And maybe that's because I'm a coach and I like to see that, but I want to see, you know, how coaches are interacting with their athletes, um, how people are scaling. I, I, that would be the big thing for me is watching the scaling and how, um, a coach is modifying workouts for everybody and yeah. telling new people that that that's an option. We can, I can modify everything yeah. for you. Well, I think this goes back to people thinking, Oh, well, I'm not a CrossFit athlete, mm -hmm. so this is not for me. And the reality, I think president, you had mentioned a little bit, but even with the scaling as aspect is building that body for functional life. Right. I, this is something I, just, I don't know. Presley, you were saying something that reminded me, um, you know, helping friends move and, yeah. and actually, you know, you know, James and I are friends and, you know, we'll help our friends move every once in a while. And it's funny because like, they'll, I, I hear the cracks or they'll make the jokes or like, Oh, Brian and James got all those big stuff. Like, but actually right. that makes me feel really good. Cause I'm like, Oh, you know what? Cause I was the one that couldn't pick up the heavy stuff 10 years ago. And now it's like everyone else stands aside and like, all right, let the guys that do CrossFit pick these things up. And that actually gives me confidence because it's like, it's not that we're stronger, but actually I, ha I feel like I have a foundation and a base to you be know able, how to lift. Something. I know how to lift stuff properly going back to the scaling and being at the right affiliate, the right, the right box, because I was taught the right movement. So my yeah. encouragement to folks that are like, yeah, I may get injured, whatever. Yeah. You can get injured with anything if you're not warmed up, if not doing it properly. But if you go somewhere where you learn the right techniques, you can lift anything, right? In obviously yeah. in moderation, you have to you can't go and put five hundred pounds on there to start, but you can kind of slowly, gradually build as long as you start with the right stuff. It's funny you talk about like helping people move because the amount of times that my husband Levi has said, "Gosh, I'm so happy that." he uses different terms, but I'm so happy that you know how to lift and can help me move this couch or we can, you know, move this dresser upstairs and I don't have to call over, you know, one of my buddies. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Let's just yeah. move it. Let's go up the stairs. We got things to do. I think that's a big part of it. I mean, again, it's like CrossFit's great from the overall, like you're in there and doing the workouts, but I look at it of all the other things in life that it helps out with, um, to, yeah. to have that foundation um, to it. Um, what else? Anything else from a misconception that you guys can think of? That you need to be fit to do it. Yeah. You have to look mm -hmm. a certain way. And that absolutely is not the case. Uh, I would say I'm bigger than your average athlete, yet I can still do higher skilled gymnastics on 
you know, a good day, <laughs> but you don't have to look a certain way. There is no particular size to a CrossFit body. It's just a regular body coming in, lifting weights, moving with other people, having fun. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I would say another one too is, uh, uh, financially, you know, CrossFit is, uh, kind of expensive relative to, you know, if you were looking at a global gym membership, right. Um, it, it probably is more than that. Um, and I think it's just important a to, to think about what you want to prioritize and place value in. Um, you know, I think if you didn't go out to dinner a couple, uh, weekends in a row, you probably could pay for your CrossFit membership, but then also, um, it, what you're getting for it, like it's not apples to apples. So if you're paying, you know, $20 a month to go to a big box gym where you have to work out by yourself, um, versus if you were to buy personal training or a bunch of spin classes or something that might be a little bit more comparable to CrossFit, it probably would be very comparable in price. Um, so I think that's another thing too, is people will look at it and just be like, wow, it seems like a lot. And it's like, yeah, but what are you getting for the money um, versus just paying for a gym that you might not go to because you're not motivated to go? And you get coaching. A right. lot of those places where you go, you're on your own. Good, good luck. Yeah. Figure out your own programming. Sorry yeah. if you're doing these uh, movements incorrect, but at least at CrossFit, it, at really good boxes, you have coaching and you have people who care how you move and can help you through that. Yeah, that's a great point because that again, this goes back to I think prioritizing like what's important in your life. If you're gonna, yeah, if, if, the money. I was just talking about this with someone the other day about like you know I was like we we're talking about element, you know, like electrolyte. Uh, drink that I take and stuff. And I was like, well, I also get athletic greens. I get all this stuff. I try, I was like, but I've prioritized where I didn't five, 10 years ago, I prioritize, um, health and wellness. So I don't mind spending money in that category. If it's going to help me feel better, if it's going to help me maybe in longevity, those type of things. And I think that's the same encouragement I make, uh, to folks like starting CrossFit is like, yeah, you might be paying again, everyone's a little different on the cost, but like, yes, it's more than your $10 to go to O2 or, you know, those places, but at the same time, you get the coaching, you get, you get a structure to class. Um, but what you also get is the opportunity to make a commitment and yeah. see results because that's the problem. You could pay all the money in the world. You might pay 10 bucks a month to go somewhere else, but to both y'all's points, like, okay, what do you, what are you doing there? What's their programming? Like what yeah. you just show up and walk around for two hours and think you did something like so I think part of it is is the the mentality of I'm going to make a change in my life, um, and this is the way I'm going to do it. Yeah, well, and I heard something once that was like, you know, global gyms uh, are successful for people that pay and don't go because if too many people go, right, then the machines are taken and people right. stop going, right? So it's like, you know, those types of gyms are successful for people that pay and don't go, and CrossFit gyms are only successful if, if people pay and go because they're also paying for the community and the classes, and like if people don't go, then that won't work either. So it's it's kind of um, interesting to think about in that way, you know, and, and obviously everyone's financial situation is different, but I've been a part of several communities where, you know, people come in and clean the gym on the weekend in exchange for membership or people come, you know, come in in the afternoon and watch everyone's kids for a couple hours to have a cheaper membership or, you know, the really also cool thing about affiliates is that they are owned by a person or a family. And so if you are really interested in CrossFit and, and want to be dedicated, but maybe can't afford it, I think it's worth a conversation um, with the gym owner to see if there's other options available to you. Our gym owner is pretty good about that too, as well. It's definitely a good feature to have. Um, I know we have a lot of things around the gym that people can do, just like you mentioned, uh, whether it's scrubbing the floors or, you know, taking the trash out. That doesn't have to be the owner's responsibility nor the coach's. So there's always that option to have another person help subsidize their uh, membership fee. Yeah. Hey, um, Lindsay, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I lost you guys on video. Yeah, we have, we have a little video issue over here. So okay, that's that's, that's okay. That, I just want to make sure you that's knew. a technical issue, but well, I'm I'm fixing it as we're talking here. No problem. Um, I appreciate that. Well, and this is, I mean, I think just the whole idea of I, I do like it because you actually are kind of supporting you know, again someone that's trying to do this as a whether it's their side business or their full time or whatever. I think yeah. there's a, it's it's really helpful in that way. Um. What about on the, I mean, maybe this is, I don't know if we want to get too much into nutrition side, but like, is there anything on 
misconceptions about how they have to not just change from, Hey, I have to show up and do these different movements, but like just how they have to structure from a new, nutri- it's a, it's maybe a different way they have to eat and, and live in life. I don't know. Maybe that's something we jump into. Maybe not. Presley, do you want to go ahead with that one? Yeah, I would say I was just having a conversation with somebody about this um, the other day, and now I can't remember exactly where it stemmed from, but it was a, the idea that like there's habits that lead to other habits kind of as a natural byproduct, right? And so uh, I think CrossFit has generally gotten away from um, preaching some of the things that they did early on, like paleo or zone. And I think that they tend to be a little bit more, um, I, I can't speak of like CrossFit HQ, but like as a community, it seems like we embrace balance a little bit more in terms of like, yeah, you want to, you got to eat well, if you want to be able to come in here and feel good. Um, but we're also not going to make sure you like, don't ever eat anything fun. Um, so there's that, but, but I also think, yeah, when you think about like habits that go together, you know, if you're somebody that shows up every morning at 5 30 AM and does CrossFit class, is it possible that you're going to go eat a donut later in the day? Sure. Like one doesn't equal the other, but is it less likely? Totally. Right. Like by going to CrossFit, you're less likely you're, you're going to want to eat something that fuels your body because you just worked really hard. And so there's all these habits of like, if you're hydrating regularly, you're not as dehydrated, you're less likely to eat snacky food and it all kind of goes together. So I think that's another cool thing is by showing up consistently for yourself and moving your body, you're just naturally going to start having more nutrition conversations and, and want to fuel your body in a way that supports that fitness. And you're being surrounded by people who share the same mentality So if you have that community of people who are eating well, who are prioritizing, you know, protein and water, um, you're going to want to keep those habits just like your friends. It's, you know, the, the peer pressure at its finest for a good reason. Right. Yeah. The owner of my gym, his email signature for as long as I've known him says, um, surround yourself with people who look, look, move and feel the way that you want to look, move and feel hundred percent. 100% 100% agree with Ooh, that. I like that a lot. You know, that is like, well, and it is true, I guess, if you have, again, it goes back to you can have different friends and from all walks of life, but it's something about that community that they may not look exactly like you, but again, it kind of goes back to, um, I don't know if you guys have read Atomic Habits by James Clear, but it's kind of like, yeah. I, I want to, it's, yeah, you set your goals, but it's like, I want to act like a healthy person. So what are, I might, not be in the best shape today, but what decisions am I making each and every day? Am I showing up consistently? Am I eating the right food? Am I having healthy conversations? Am I having a positive mindset? Like those type of things that I think get lost in the shuffle. It's not just showing up and moving some weights around. It's actually the whole, you know, the whole, um, I guess, circle, if you will, of functional fitness in my eyes, at least. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, what about, so from like, so we talked a little bit about scaling and those type of things, but what about like again modifications? Maybe just a maybe call out a few exercises or maybe some things. If folks came in in their first you know month or two, what probably should they expect? And let's take someone that's maybe they've really never done much fitness. They've ran a little bit. They've maybe every once in a while I've gone to the gym here and there, but mostly they don't have a fitness background. What could they expect in terms of like the movements they should be looking out for or Again, going back to like if they went to affiliate and someone's like, oh, I want you to do this move, like they should be like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. I don't know if I really should be starting there. Just kind of curious at your thoughts on that. Give us a triplet. Give us three movements and we'll tell you how we would scale that for that person. All right. So well, I'm going to see, I'm going to take away from the barbell to start, but maybe you guys can enter it in. So just your, let's just take a, your simple movements. Let's go pull up, push up, and then some sort of squat. I was just going to say, I bet you're going to say Cindy. (laughs) Shout out to my mom, Cindy. So for the pull-up, our gym is very fortunate that we have Gravitron machines. So that would be an option, a Gravitron. Obviously, you can um, change the weight and the resistance on it to help your body be lifted um, by the machine to essentially assist in that pull-up. Or I would have people do um, ring rows for the pull-up aspect of it. Presley, do you want to take the push-up? Yeah, um, push-ups, I would say, uh, like on your knees, like an assisted push-up um, would probably be the first one. You also could do something like, um, you know, a really light, like bench press or, or dumbbell press. I think the important thing to realize for people that are newer to scaling is you're looking for a movement that isn't necessarily like so much easier. It's just more relative to your 
current skill level or strength level or like maybe working around an injury, right? Like you're looking for something that gives you the same stimulus. And so if a um, pull up, like you said, right? Like we're still looking to do some kind of pulling. Mm-hmm. Um, and if for a push up, it's not that we're looking to make it easier for you. We're looking to make it more relative to what your skill level is. Yeah. So if you can't currently do regular push ups, then we just need to change it to where it's still just as challenging for you, but it's something that you can do, right? Because there's no point in trying to do something you can't do. You're not going to get a good workout. Right. Um, so, so I think in any scaling movement, that's just like an important thing to call out is we're looking to do a similar movement with a similar stimulus. Um, because if maybe you can only do a couple push ups, but push ups on your knees, you could do 50 without stopping, then that's also not the stimulus we're going for. We're looking for something in the middle. Um, so that's just kind of an important point on that. Um, and then, yeah, Lindsay, do you want to take squatting? Yeah, I think there's a lot of things that we can do for squatting. Um, we have wedges that we use sometimes for people to help lift their heels and make sure that, you know, they're, they're getting to depth if they can. Um, again, Presley, you, you totally hit it on the the head. It's about meeting an athlete where they are in their fitness journey. So if it's your first time, maybe we take the squats out completely. You know, if that's something that you can visibly tell is giving an athlete stress today, we don't have to do that. If it is your first time fitnessing, let's, let's meet you where you are and we will do two out of the three things. And that's one thing that I'm very thankful we're encouraged to do as coaches is we have full control over how we want an athlete to, or what we want an athlete to do. So we are allowed to change, take movements out completely, you know, work around injuries. And like you said, sometimes it might not be the same movement. It might be a completely different movement that's still targeting the same muscles, but it allows the athlete to perform and get that same stimulus in that muscle. Definitely. I I mentioned Maybe we don't talk about barbell, but I want to talk about barbell for a little bit. Like people are very scared of the barbell if they've never used the barbell. So is there just a, again, show up and be curious about it or wait until a certain period of time? Or I I don't know, or, or maybe again, take an extra class and try that. I mean, one thing I love is what Lay does um, at, at CrossFit RTP. I don't know if Presley, if you guys do this where, where you're at or have you seen this, is when you show up, like when you sign up for CrossFit, you have to do like, I think it's like three it's classes three, yeah. with him personally, or maybe, an, I don't know if he has other coaches doing it, but I, I know I did it with him and he walks through every single movement and kind of sees what you can do, what you can't do, gives you some kind of almost like to walk through, Hey Brian, let's work on your squat a little bit. So almost prior to even starting, they're doing that. So that might be something again, yeah. as, as folks think about their affiliates or things, if someone's just throwing you into the fire you know, if you're not ready, yeah, you're probably going to be intimidated. So that might be something to ask those questions as well Is hey, what kind of conditioning up front, what kind of help do y'all give? There's pull through from that as well. When he does those initial um, intro classes and a person graduates, all of the coaches get a full write up of, hey, this person is good for this, this, this. We're going to watch, you know, overhead squats, um, this person should be in squat therapy and X, Y, and Z. So there's a method to that madness. So now you're, you're brand new and you come and I know you are, you know, struggling to squat to depth. You shouldn't overhead squat, but you're great at pull-ups and blah, blah, blah. I, as a coach can plan around that for you. And I know before you come in, if you're, a, you know, coming into that class regularly, I can say, oh, Brian, I have X, Y, and Z I want you to do today. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think it's an important point that like we're trying to build a, a space that feels safe to work hard and safe to ask questions and, and safe to challenge yourself, but not to the point of being overly scared or uncomfortable, right, emotionally or anything like that. Um, and so if there's movements, you know, if I have somebody who maybe um, getting upside down is uncomfortable for them, then, you know, having them do handstand holds in a workout might not be a great idea. That might not be a great scale. Whereas somebody that is comfortable upside down that can't do a handstand pushup, that might be a great scale. Um, but if someone is uncomfortable kicking up on the wall, then saying three, two, one, go and having them try to kick up on the wall is not going to get them a great workout. And it doesn't make them feel better. 
Um, and so, you know, I might change whole movements. If there's overhead squats and you have to spend five minutes thinking about how to get an overhead squat position, like you're not going to leave there feeling better and I'm not going to leave there feeling better. So I might totally give you a different squat. Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's just driving home the point that like you want to push people out of their comfort zone, but not to the point where they don't feel like they can safely move and ask questions and, and challenge themselves, you know? Yeah. And I would even say, I don't know, y'all make me thinking now a little bit deeper about this is like, you know, all affiliates, all gyms are not created equal. And I think that's one of the big misconceptions is like, oh, I tried CrossFit six years yeah. ago. I got, had a bad experience. It's not good. I, and, and one of the things when I used to teach golf many years ago, and, and Lindsay, you were talking about this, it made me think about like injuries. Like, so if you're not, if the coaches or the, the facility in general is not asking you about that, like, hey, do you have any injuries? Have you had any surgeries? Those type of things. Like, I remember doing that when I used to teach golf, because that might change how I coach someone and the movements they can do. And I think it's the same with CrossFit. So I guess the two things kind of looking at from the, the outside here is one, if you have injuries, let them know, or hopefully they're asking. And then two is just because you had a bad experience in the past, or you go somewhere and have a bad experience, it doesn't mean the folks down the road are not the greatest place in the world. You have to give yourself a few attempts at it because unfortunately there's some bad apples out there and that's just how it is, you know? And some that are just for different people, you know, like there's a gym in town that does, um, a lot of like 45 minute workouts and a lot of partner workouts and a lot of just like kill you every day, you know, and that's not necessarily how my affiliate, uh, or the affiliate that I belong to, uh, runs classes. And some people love that and that's great, you know, and like, I think that what you're looking for within CrossFit might be a little bit different too. Um, and, and like the coaches have all have personalities and the communities have personalities. And so I think it's, even if it's not a bad gym, even if it's just not the one for you, um, you know, if, if you don't like super resonate with it, then maybe try a few different ones and then you'll, you'll find one that fits. All right. So I want to ask, you guys can take this how you want. So someone, I, we've talked about a lot of stuff today. If someone's getting started, Okay. Someone's getting started. You could take it from any angle you want, but your personal advice and insight, if you're kind of speaking to that person listening into the podcast now, Lindsay, I'm going to start with you. I'm going to put you on the spot. What would you share with them? Just any advice you're thinking about or insight uh, to get them started, to kind of give them that nudge forward. I would say show up, give me 60 minutes of your time. That's what I want. Give me 60 minutes of your time. I want you to come in with an open mind and to be receptive to the community. Let us embrace you um, and let's have fun. Very simple to the point. 60 minutes, open mind, be coachable. And just see what happens. Like Come up there with no preconceived notions, nothing that's going to get in your way. Exactly. Give me 60 minutes and we'll see if your opinion on CrossFit or, you know, fitness in general has changed. Presley, what about you? I like that. Before I answer, I have a follow-up question. Uh, for someone listening, how would you describe what it means to be coachable? Ooh, uh, again, being open-minded and someone is coachable if, you know, I say, write with this pen, but use your left hand. Before saying, but I'm right-handed, that's stupid. They say, okay, I, I'll, I'll give it a try. Fantastic, let's go. That to me is coachable. Someone who's going to take um, cues and take advice and try it before, you know, denying what a coach has said. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. I think um, obviously being coachable in every area of your life, but especially in CrossFit is so important, but I don't think we talk a ton about like what, what that looks like in actuality. And and like you said, it's like, sure, I'll try it and then see what happens. Or maybe it's asking a clarifying question. What, Lindsay, why do you want me to write with my left hand? You right. know, and, and just to gain better understanding, right? Instead of just being like you said, oh, I'm right-handed, right? Well, this goes um, back to two, I think deeper awareness uh, and by the way, Presley, I had to say, I, I like the the podcaster in you is coming out a Sorry. little bit there. You know, I like the, the that's what I want, the dialogue. I like Such the question. Such an interviewer, I, I can't know, help it. was it. really good. Um, no, I, what I was going to say was, I think partly too, this is, you could put it on the coaches or the, the box or what have you, but I think, you know, this is just in general is call out ourselves. You know, there has to be some awareness of how am, 
how do I react? Like when I get told I'm doing something incorrectly or how do I take feedback? And, and I think being coachable from an individual standpoint is we have to know ourselves a little bit so that when I show up and if I'm like, God, you know what? I do get defensive a little bit if someone says this, like whatever, I'm making this up. So if I show up to a CrossFit class and someone's saying, hey, Brian, your squats, you know, whatever, I can't just all of a sudden like, you know, block them out and be like, I'm not listening to them. I have to be that really that open mind or whatever it is, but insert wherever. But I think the awareness by the person showing up, realizing this is something totally different than I've ever done before. I'm going to be uncomfortable. This is going to be way outside, you know, the kind of the peripheral I've ever had. I have to go into it different than I've done other things. So I think partly yeah. it's on the person that's trying to, and again, the person that's listening this far into the conversation anyways, <laughs> is someone that's interested in like, all right, I'm going to, I am committed to do something different. So maybe, you know, that will be something they'll sit with themselves tonight and say, all right, how can I become coachable? Well, let me just think about myself first and see where I, you know, where the edges are to, unfortunately, where I have some, you know, challenges. So anyways, that'd be my encouragement from a coachable standpoint. Yeah. Well, that's such a good point. Um, you know, it's unlikely that someone would be uh, not very coachable in the gym, but super coachable at work or in their relationship, right? Like it's probably how you act under pressure and trying something new and meeting new people is probably somewhat indicative of how you carry yourself in your life, right? Um, it's just like, so that's an interesting thought. I was just talking with somebody at the gym recently who's who's newer. And um, sometimes we joke with the owner and I, when I first started CrossFit, I used to like cry and get very upset very often. Like if I had a bad workout or missed a lift, you know, I would like throw a fit. Um, and I've come a long way in that. Um, but I was talking with her about that. And, and uh, she's like, yeah, you know, I still really care a lot. Like if I do bad. And I was like, that's a good point. It's not that I care less now because I still do really care. It's that at that point in my life, and it was just interesting to like do that kind of reflection is like, I felt like all my value was tied to that. And that was like a Presley problem, right? Not a CrossFit problem. But at the time I couldn't have articulated that. Now I can look back and be like, oh, like I had self-worth issues that were manifesting in my CrossFit workouts that I had to address. Um, whereas now I'm like, I know I'm a badass if I show up and don't <laughs> do super great in a workout. Doesn't mean I don't care. It's that like, it doesn't affect the rest of my life. Um, so it's just kind of interesting. It's like the way that you handle pressure and going to a new gym and making new friends and having someone tell you that you're doing something wrong is probably kind of indicative of like how you're handling other things in your life. So CrossFit can also kind of be free therapy when you think about it. <laughs> so, so what's your advice then, Presley? What's if, if you had to give Ooh. someone some insight again, they're listening to this and they're like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of bought in. I may, I may do Lindsay's 60 minutes. What would you add on to that? What is something you'd share to encourage them forward? Yeah, I would say what would be like the one thing, because of course there's many, but but I think the one that comes to mind would be um, to be vocal and, and like your own self-advocate, um, because if you go to a gym and it just doesn't feel right, then maybe tell the coach, hey, I think I need somewhere that's going to hold my hand a little bit more. Hey, I think I want something that's a little higher speed. Hey, I think I want, you know, this didn't resonate with me, or maybe this really did. Um, I think being vocal about that, because I think most great coaches would say, Hey, this is maybe how we do this here. Maybe this would be a better fit for you. Maybe this class would be a better fit for you. Right. Um, so I think being vocal about your own needs in terms of what feels good, what doesn't feel good, um, things like that. And, and, and that goes as far as with community members too. Um, you know, so say, Hey, I'm new and I don't know what I'm doing. If you see me in the corner by myself, maybe come get me, you know, Hey, I'm new. And I don't know, um, my, what, you know, where to get the barbells. Could you tell me, you know, the coach always isn't going to be able to help you with every single thing in class. So I think having some self-advocacy of if you're going to go, like, just commit to owning your own experience and asking questions and verbalizing what you like, what you don't like, what you need more of. Um, cause then I think people will want to help you get those things. And telling a coach your expectations, uh, I think adds to what Presley was saying. So if I yeah. have a new athlete that comes in and is like, I'm expecting X, Y, and Z, I have two pathways that I can take. Great. I'm going to give you all of that or B I'm going to maneuver my way through your expectations and, you know, push either way, but keep you kind of in that happy barrier 
um, throughout the workout. So there's two different, you know, parts to that, but exactly what you said, Presley, like know your, know your worth, open your mouth and, uh, tell people what you expect. Well, and what if they come in, right? And it's a Thursday and maybe you're doing a longer recovery day or you're retesting a 5k and they come in on Monday morning and all you do all classes warm up for the 5k and run a 5k. And then they don't verbalize anything and they leave and they're like, CrossFit's dumb. It's just running. I could run by myself. Right. But they, but if they had a conversation with a coach afterwards mm -hmm. and say, Hey, my expectation is that I was going to come and do a lot of cool stuff. Like I saw on TV and all we did was run then you can be like, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Let me explain why we did that today and what we're going to do tomorrow, right? But if you don't say anything, then they never know. Right. Yeah, that's some great points there. One thing, and I'll just kind of add on this to maybe um, as, a, as a final thought on the kind of getting started. And actually, I think I have it, yeah, right back here where it says small steps every day. You know, I, I'll, I'll kind of I'll kind of borrow from, uh, you know, our friend Lindsay, Tony Horton. <laughs> you know, Rome wasn't built in a day, neither was your body. Like, you can't go in expecting you're going to change like this. It is a commitment. It, it and and I like to look at CrossFit as a lifestyle. It is yeah. it is part of the ecosystem of eating healthy, of getting enough sleep, of working out, even just making better decisions in life in general. Like that's what because you know this is this is a way tangent. I don't think I'd get on, but like I think in CrossFit now, when I was. I'll, 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 the first obviously year or whatever, kind of nervous and a lot of stuff and learning a lot. But let's say year two and three, when I started to gain a lot of strength, I started to get more confidence. The ego was like, I am going to go out of the gate in this Metcon, like brand's I'm ham gonna, sandwich I, all the time. I'm going <laughs> to redline it from the beginning. It's a 20 minute Metcon, but I'm going to. And now what I've realized though, and talk about decision process is like, I will be smarter. Like some days I only go 70%. Some days I may scale where like, I know I could easily do it, but I'm scaling because maybe I don't feel good from the day before. And I think there's, I guess if I land the plane here, the whole thought is around, you have to keep showing up. You have to keep being consistent with the process. It doesn't mean, like you said, some days you show up and you're not good that day, but hey, I'm going to come in the next day. And I'm going to yeah. try it again, or I'm going to go three times a week or whatever it is. But I think it's, you know, my encouragement for folks is to not think about it as like, oh, I'm going to do fitness. I'm, I got to go do fitness today. And then you forget about everything else. It is a lifestyle change of, I want to improve my life, my longevity, the way that I think, the way that I act, the people that I'm around. This is part of it. CrossFit is just one aspect of the ecosystem of being a better human being. That's Tying how I, it I think to a core it. value. Like yeah. one of your core values. That, that's exactly how I think about it. So it's uh, it's not just about, okay, I'm going to lift some weights. It's no, everything around it. Because to lift weights properly and functionally, you have to get the right sleep. You have to put the right yeah. food in your body. You have to have the right mindset. All of this works together. And I, I don't know, I'm just a big believer of that, you know, kind of ecosystem building. I don't know. So. I love it. All right. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of fun. Um. Any final thought? Where can can folks or Presley? I know you got your podcast and all this stuff you're doing with Morgan Chalk up. Maybe give give a shout out. Where can people say hello to you online if they want? Yeah, Instagram's best place to find me, which is at Hey Presley, and Presley is spelled a little different. Uh, it's P R E S L I E. Uh, I also am the senior content manager over at Morning Chalk Up. Um, so if you're interested in CrossFit or newer to CrossFit or doing it in a while and aren't subscribed, I highly recommend it. Of course, I'm biased, but um, I was subscribed for a long time before I worked there. Morning Chalk Up is like the uh, premium outlet, media outlet for CrossFit. Um, so it's a daily newsletter, Monday through Friday. It's totally free. Uh, one email to your inbox. We don't try to bug you. Uh, and it's everything you need to know about CrossFit. So there's like recipes and stuff about the sport and competing and local competitions and community profiles, all kinds of cool stuff. So um, if uh, if you do nothing else, I would highly suggest subscribing. There's nothing to lose and you will learn a ton about the sport and the community. That way, are you still doing the podcast, right? Are you still doing some podcast? Stuff? I'm not um, doing my own right now because I have a really fun project starting in January. Okay. I don't think I can say it yet, but um, mm. yeah, I am. I still will be podcasting, um, but it will look a little bit different, more aligned with the sport of CrossFit. So super excited. Okay, cool, cool. Linz, what, what about you? Can, can folks say hello to you anywhere? Sure. Um, I am an Instagrammer as well. I'm at L Johnso. Two seven. So my last name is Johnson. Cut the N off. Add a two seven. I'll I'll put that up in the show yeah. notes. We'll make sure people uh, can get to it. 
Awesome. This was a lot of fun. Thank you all so much. Yeah. I, uh, I think we got a lot here and hopefully a lot of folks will uh, be encouraged to start CrossFit and maybe putting it into their ecosystem going forward. So thank you all very much. Thanks, yeah, Presley. thank you for having us. It's such a good idea and uh, I hope it does encourage some people. Hey everyone, and just one more quick thing before you head off on your day. If you're enjoying this podcast and are looking for other resources and tools to help you get started and move forward toward a happier and more fulfilling life, then I'd encourage you to head over to my website, brianandraco.com, and hit the subscribe button in the upper right corner. There you can find my newsletter and blog subscriptions, where I share insights and information around getting unstuck, perspective, mindset, relationships, habits, and much more. If you get a chance to sign up, I hope you enjoy. Thanks again for listening in and have a phenomenal day.